You're now listening to a Rat House Production Podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. Yeah, uh, whatever. Oh, you guys right. just <laughs> Sorry, I was like, yeah. what are we waiting for? All right. Uh, welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Everything Bagel Podcast. I am Steve. I am Bean. And uh, first off, before we get started... Um, ebpodcast.tumblr.com is where you can find our uh, playlists for all the songs that we play here today. Um, you can find us on iTunes now, the Everything Bagel Podcast. Um, leave us a five-star review and uh, subscribe to us if you want. That does well for us, I guess. Um, today, we have some special guests in with us. Uh, they are a Ventura, a local Ventura band. Uh, they are subs- uh, described on your Facebook page. I looked it up as a five-piece indie pop band uh please welcome curtsy Yay. thank you thanks for having us <laughs> um if you want to go around the around the room real quick and kind of introduce yourselves and what you uh i'm crystal i'm joey i'm austin all right and uh first off thank you guys for coming in it was uh very nice of you thanks for, thanks for having come us on, yeah. come on by and hang out for a little bit um I just kind of wanted to go through a quick history of the band uh, and how you guys got started. Um, yeah, well, Crystal and I, who um, were kind of the uh, the genesis of it, we uh, she was playing with a different local band that was kind of like a, like folky. a folky, folky country <laughs> band. And um, I started to play with them. I, I was playing like... Uh, lap steel. Lap steel and guitar and stuff with them. And I... Uh, I liked a lot of their songs, and it turns out like most of the songs I liked, uh, she wrote. So um, when that band imploded, I guess <laughs> when, that band, <laughs> when that band died, um, she and I, she and I started to write together. Yeah, and, um, it's really what started it. And then we uh, kind of just added some some friends as it went along, and it, it grew pretty naturally. And uh, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's been. I think Phil linked us up, right? Yeah, yeah. our original guitarist, Phil, um, is who we started to play with, and Phil knew Joey, so we had a drummer at that point, and Phil played bass, and then um, after a little while, we added current bass player, Kai, and um, now we have Tamara. And now we have Tamara instead of Phil. Phil moved away, so we replaced him with uh, Tamara, who's, so I feel like this lineup is really is really good right now. We've had it for about a year now, and um, I mean, we're only like three years old in total, so mm-hmm. it's not like... It's still relatively new. Yeah. And uh, anything you'd like to add? That's it. I just said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> was was uh, the lineup that you have now, was that the one that was involved in writing your album? Um, yeah, well, we had our old guitarist when we wrote that okay. uh, material. But um, the album that we've kind of, it's it's mostly written now. We're getting ready to record it this summer. Mm-hmm. And um, that is all kind of written with our um, our current lineup. Uh. The album I was talking about is uh, is titled Something I Can't Control. It came out on uh, 9-11-2015. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Same day uh, But, uh, yeah, I was, that's what I was getting to. Um, there are some other uh, artists that released some music on uh, 9-11. Uh, this is actually Slayer's, I think, second album that they've released on 9-11. Okay. They actually released the day of actual 9-11. Oh, oh wow. An album that. called God Hates Us All. 
Okay, and, yeah. Uh, on the actual so day, they, they of sort the, of knew. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, it's a great record. Uh, 9/11 2015 saw some releases from Helios, uh, Craig Finn from the Hold Steady, uh, Ti. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Ben Folds, and then uh, Hollywood Vampires, which is uh, Johnny Depp's band. Oh, really? Yeah. That, I was waiting for that one. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was in a band. Yeah, it's it's so, probably mm-hmm. the best. Yeah, I think it's him and like Joe Perry or something like that. Oh, oh wow. yeah, from a lot, of, Smith. A lot yeah. of scarves. Yeah, in general, <laughs> <laughs> an eyeliner. <laughs> we didn't really. Um, it just happened. We didn't know it was yeah, going to be such was, a crowded release day, yeah. but I don't. I don't think in their podcast they're asking Johnny Depp about our record. I didn't even think mm-hmm. we planned to release on nine eleven. It just. We, the record was done, and we're like, let's put it out next week. And it's like, oh, yeah. that's 9 11. Yeah. Like, meh, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's, it's uh, 14 years removed, I think. Uh, yeah, I yeah think we can move on. I think we're over it. I think we're okay at that point. <laughs> but um, the new album that you guys are working on uh, is. The, are you uh, are you at the beginning uh, stages of it or? Well, we're at the beginning stages of recording, which oh, okay. means that that's... there's been months of uh, writing and arranging. We've been playing a lot of the songs. Already we've been playing a lot of them live for a while, so um, it's it's mostly we. It's just kind of we have to do the finishing touches and fine tuning, yeah, mm-hmm. and oh, pick okay. and choose. We have so many to choose from. We got to figure out like what is the right fit. Yeah, and that can cause a little bit of. At our last practice, we were we, we, band, <laughs> debate, band debates on which song yeah. we want yeah. on the record. So that's that's how you guys are able to. That's that, that's your process. Then is you guys record however many songs and then just kind of pick uh i think that's our way this time oh, okay we didn't yeah. do that the first time we already had the record pretty mapped out the first time okay yeah i feel like that we have a lot more and uh better material to choose from this time and um yeah more mature songs i think i think mm-hmm. they're just better in general I, that first album i i don't know if we n- knew the direction or what we wanted to sound like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but um we got stuck in that dream pop um <laughs> yeah whole yeah. This, <laughs> this is de- exactly. This is definitely going to be tighter, shorter, more focused songs, mm-hmm. less obscured by the weed haze. Of the, of the first <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah. So that's. Um, I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. Okay. Just for structurally and. Um, the sounds aren't going to be. It's like I don't. We don't want to be dream pop, really. I mean, mm-hmm. that's kind of our thing. We don't want to get. Let's, you don't want to get lumped in. We don't want to uh, cover everything. We don't want everything super wet and super verbed out this time around. I think we're yeah. a little more straight arrow. Okay. I mean, it's still going to be in there for sure. We're going to have a lot of it, but not as much. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the songs are really diverse, though. They're kind of like all over. You That's know? true. You get a little bit of everything, but yeah. definitely, definitely wouldn't just say dream songs pop. in there. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Was uh, was there anything different going into this record than there was in? As opposed to your last record, that you guys are going to do differently, as you know, like is are you recording differently, or, or are you recording at the same at the same place, or um, the recording is going to be a little different. Mm-hmm. The guy that we did the first record with was, um, he works for a really big famous band, so he couldn't, he we could only be his kind of side project, <laughs> and, we, and whenever he'd have a free weekend or something, we'd yeah. work. So it took us. Like months and months and months, months, if not a year, to do it. Cause Close it was, to a year for sure, because it was so piecemeal. And um, now we're going to be recording this next one at uh, at Archive Studio in Ventura. Okay. And 
which it's, is a beautiful studio. Yeah, it's really, it's really <laughs> awesome. So we're gonna be able to to like take chunks of time and really just get into it, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, when you go through, because I was I was thinking back to like you guys were kind of debating on what song is gonna be on the next album. Do you try to limit it to a certain number, or is it just like because I have no idea how this shit works? Like, <laughs> like do you have a certain amount of time on an album that you have to fill, and you just kind of pick and choose, or you just kind of set it to a number of tracks and then go to that? Just I don't know because you don't want. I guess you don't want an album that's way too like seventeen tracks. It's like oh, a little yeah. too much. <laughs> but then, then you don't want double album. Yeah. yeah, you don't want like seven. You know what's a how do you go through that? Or I think is that we really like the idea of having 10 songs on a record. We like that number. And last time we legitimately had 10 songs, so it worked out fine. Okay. But towards the end, I think we were thinking about maybe cutting one. Yeah, yeah. But um, we left it anyways because we wanted that number 10. That number 10. Yeah. <laughs> this time I think we probably have like 13 or something. Yeah, I th- we're trying to – we're going to aim for maybe 11, 12, 13. 11, yeah. But – Maybe shorter in length. Yeah, overall. and that gives us room to we can cut it and we'll still you know be in that yeah. that track number that we want. Okay, I was just kind of curious, and then you guys kind of pick. Oh, I like this song, and how will the how are the decisions ultimately made? It's just like a vote or Austin. No, <laughs> <laughs> no this is like a really. I have played in a lot of bands, and this is like an incredibly democratic band. We are really yeah. everyone has everyone's opinion has weight, and um, everyone's listened to, and I. I I really like that. I don't like the idea of, you know, a musical dictatorship. I know a lot of artists are like that, but for me, I love like I love group playing, mm-hmm. and I I I, I think that's <laughs> in general it makes better music when you have multiple inputs. Definitely. Well, we're all like like-minded people, and we're all like friends, so it's really easy to be all like. On the same yeah, page. We don't really take offense <laughs> to when someone says, "You, yeah. that's a horrible idea. Don't do that. <laughs> it's more like, yeah, they're probably right. You know, we all respect each other's ideas, I think. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where four out of the five people want something, and then one person will say one thing, and then everyone will be like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. We're dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's all in the general same movement. You know, you all yeah, want the band right, to push yeah, forward. For sure. That's like the important thing at the, at the core of it. And he's really digging Austin. Mm-hmm. He's. Uh, my dog is all over Austin right I now. I love this dog, man. <laughs> Those hands. We should leave the room. <laughs> I, he must be, I just washed my hands, so he must be eating the soap. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's good. He's spitting bubbles. Um, how did you all get started in, in music? Or was it always just like a thing you liked? Or just one day you decided to pick up an instrument? How did that come along? Um, well, I've been singing since I was like three or four. And... Uh, that's just, I don't know, kind of how I've always just been singing. And I played guitar for a little bit, but um, these guys have been playing music far longer than I have, I think. Yeah. Um, how long have you been playing drums? Um, I got my first drum set when I was six. Nice. Um, no, 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 no. Sorry. No, no, no. I was like 10. Okay. 10 for sure. Um, like American music back on... You know that old that old joint American music? They had like a deal Whoa. if you buy a drum set you get free uh drum lessons or something. But I didn't do the lessons. <laughs> but yeah. Just listening to like Metallica records and trying to learn Metallica songs and not getting anywhere close even till this day. But um that's that'll yeah. work too. Oh hey. I um I don't know, I feel like I kinda started late. I think I got my first guitar when I was 
<laughs> dog is dog is eating my beard. I got my first car when I was um, sixteen, I guess. I kind of wanted to play bass before that. I had like my sister's hand me down PV bass when mm-hmm. I was maybe fifteen. But I felt even then that I was, oh man, I'm way too late. Everyone's already been playing guitar forever. I'm never yeah. going to be good. I At still 16, feel like that. it's kind of yeah. like I know, isn't that ridiculous? <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think that's why I concentrated on. I always just wanted to be a, a songwriter versus a shredder. I don't listen to shredding. I don't. Yeah. When I see people doing it at Guitar Center, it's just, it's, I don't get it. But I thought I could be a, like, being a songwriter wasn't really dependent on being a crazy good guitar player. But yeah. I don't know. I've gotten okay, I guess. Yeah. You've gotten better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Were you all in any sort of, like, high school garage projects? Uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was in one for yeah, sure. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I was in mm-hmm. one for four years throughout all high school. No, really? Yeah, it was like just like a noise, like Sonic Youth, like see, garage, that's like really straight cool. garage band. Yeah, just so much like Pixies and Melvins and Sonic Youth back then. <laughs> that that's uh, always a question I like to ask people that are in bands. What was the name of like the very first band that you were in? I know some that's, of your old. That's so old embarrassing. Projects, that's but, such an embarrassing yeah, question. Right? But, <laughs> what are they talking about like the first sex yeah. or something? That's yeah. what less embarrassing. I always like to ask that because. I've been in some with some like like what you were talking about that had never left the garage for mm-hmm. sure. Really, only played in like, like in front of like five people. Yeah, sadly, so, we played in front of people and yeah. it was awful. But um, my first yeah. band name was called ID. Mm-hmm. Like you know, oh deep, yeah, deep. Oh, yeah. We were trying yeah. to yeah. we were trying to get really deep. <laughs> gotcha. you know? Yeah, it was. Yeah, that name was awful, but it was cool. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> um, mine was Grant. Grant, which is called Grant. See, that's yeah. not bad. That reminds me of like sort of 90s. We only left the garage once <laughs> to play at high school. <laughs> yeah. You played at the high school? Yeah, we played at the high school. It was like Battle of the Sexes. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was interesting. Was it an all-girl band or something? No, it was uh, my boyfriend played drums and his best friend played bass. There was no guitar. It's just me singing. <laughs> oh, wow. That's heavy. That's, yeah, that's edgy. Yeah. Well, are you all uh, from here or did you come from different places? Are you all born and raised in Ventura? Yeah. For me, yeah. I grew up in Oxnard, the yeah, Wainimi f- area. Okay. I'm from Camry originally, but it's—I ba- mean, it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the- <clears throat> I had a question, and I totally spaced on one. It happens a lot. Damn it, Steve. It's, like, it's the <laughs> dog. He-, <laughs> he has a ball now. He's good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's fine. Distracted. <laughs> oh man! And um, after high school, did you? Because I always find it interesting, and Stevens brought it up before, where. Uh, after high school, you go into like the quote unquote like the real world, and uh, are, were did you ever face any times where like all right, I got to put this music stuff aside and be a grown up, or did that ever happen, or is just like was music always a thing after you know high school and going into the, you know the adult life? I guess there's that certain people and certain musicians have that thing where it's it's like I I can have a job and I can have a you know a family and do all that, but I have to do I have for to do sure. something musically, and I have to keep. That's got to be some. That's got to be somewhat of a priority for me. Still, that's very much how I am. Yeah. Like I've had years where I wasn't very active, but it was just the lack of people to play with. But I've I was always reaching out to people, trying to play something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think I could ever live without at least being able to jam once every other month or something. Yeah, you know, I would probably go insane, be really depressed. Because yeah. that's <laughs> that. You know, me personally, that's that's what ends up happening like with that first band I was telling you about where it's we were in high school and we played every weekend 
Mm-hmm. My mom would help me lug my drum set over to my buddy's house. And what was the name of the band? The band's name was Peligroso. Oh, <laughs> very dangerous. Yeah. And we were we were uh, just a, we were just a noise band, and and we, uh, much like you, it was Melvins, and yeah. it was like, and that was when I got into the Melvins, and I was For like sure. a junior in high school in like yeah, two thousand two thousand one, around that that time, and and uh, it was it was just let's just see if we can make the most disgusting noise possible and so that's what we did and that's how that's how i learned how to play the drums that's how i learned how to play with other people and then we just stopped and then like i wanted to keep going they got jobs and graduated and and moved on and that you know and it's still that way to this day i still talk to those two guys but they don't play anymore and it was just like but we were so yeah and i don't want to i don't want to sound like i just i can't let it go you know but like but you know, music to me was such a huge thing, and my still is, and it's like you were the same way. And like, what happened? You know. And so like, I always like to ask people. Yeah, I don't think anyone in my original like high school band still plays mm-hmm. music at all. In fact, yeah, I know they don't, and it, yeah, it bumps me out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, we had so many good times, so many like yeah. drinking beers in high school <laughs> and just like trying to cover Pixie songs and stuff, and like. That was the best. How could you let that go? You guys? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they're doing good, though. So. You, you guys liked cool music in high school. I, I was into, like... My friend Joey... Awful my, pop punk and My stuff. friend Joey got me into all that stuff. If it wasn't for him, I would be the worst human being on earth, I think. He Joey. showed me uh, Confusion <laughs> of Sex by Sonic Youth, like, in the seventh grade, and then that opened the door yeah. for all records for me. That's awesome. <laughs> So uh, that's another question. Um, how who introduced you to to music, and how did you guys branch out? Because for personally, me, like I'm not a very music centric person. I I like music, and you know I listen to it. I you know do all, everything, but I'm not nearly as as into it as Steven is. Where he kind of like really seeks out. You know, I need to find something new, and he always comes to me with these awesome new bands. And I just don't have like that. Eh, it's cool, but I'm not gonna invest a lot of time in it. You still you still rock the like jazz. Yeah, I still listen uh, to jazz and a lot of stuff, but it's kind of like I listen to what I listen to, and then that's it's hard branching I, out sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I get in like moods where I can't find a new band for months. Like nothing's scratching the itch. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. So, like, did you uh, did you all have someone that did that, or did was it just kind of like an intrinsic motivation to kind of seek out that sort of stuff? Uh, my dad was a big. He played drums like just for fun. He wasn't professional or anything he um would always play a lot of beatles growing up and mm-hmm. classic rock stuff and uh that was i guess my first exposure my sister was really important though she's five years older than i am and uh she was a big she was really into good music i remember uh christmas in i think 1999 maybe and I got a really, I got like one of the earliest MP3 players. Oh, the ones okay. That you, oh, yeah. It was like, whoa, 32, yeah. 32 mm-hmm. megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I also, that year, she got me uh, the Built to Spill, There's Nothing Wrong with Love, uh, which is still one. Yeah. one of the best, my favorite records of all time. I think it's one of the best records ever made. And I put that on the, uh, on the MP3 player. There was no iPod yet, but yeah, yeah. on the MP3 player. And I had, I remember specifically, I had a typing class in high school and I would just listen to that record every single day during that class. Like I could probably fit it in. I think I could fit the whole record into the class oh, for like sure. 40 minutes long. Yeah. And, 
that really opened up everything. That's because it, it's it's a really awesome record, but it's messy enough where mm-hmm. you think as a kid like, oh, okay, I could do that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah like, for sure. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Anybody? Yeah. Oh, I guess me, right? <laughs> well, um, I grew up on like Motown and like oldies. My dad played Beatles a lot. Um, my mom was like all into country. So I wasn't like into that music scene for a really long time until like high school. And then I got into like Outcomes of Wolves, you know, Rancid. And mm-hmm. uh, that was my boyfriend at the time. Then Yeah, 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 it was like my first like indie like you know experience to that world and just went from there but um more so when i met austin he really introduced me to a lot of music i i never really listened to like the radio i I was just you know playing guitar and like making my own songs up and watching lots of movies (laughs) so thanks austin you're welcome that's i think you were saying like you don't want to make a record that has 17 songs yeah i'm pretty sure Oakland the wolves has uh 18 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love I love that, right? that that's really yeah. they're all like two minute songs though, yeah. right? they're all amazing that's uh that was one of the staples in high school it was like when you were saying like I listened to like terrible pop punk I was like that's what I listened to in high <laughs> yeah, school yeah. Yeah. I still that's listen to pop like, punk I have a yeah, turnover record in my car right yeah, now that's what I, fucking, <laughs> I, I was like I was so into like the nitro records epitaph fat, like, mm-hmm. fat records rec- yeah, yeah. The, uh and I, like I owned all the Punkorama, you know, oh, compilations, yeah. and totally. I, ju- I just that's just California, a California yeah. high school man. That's yeah. sound, that yeah. soundtrack. Yeah. So like, and that's what I would do is like I would take those records home and I'd open them up and I'd I'd pull the booklet out and then I'd immediately write down all the bands that were on that compilation, buy those records, then look through their booklets and yeah. see all the bands that they thanked, and then I'd be like, all right, uh-huh. and then I'd look and then you just go down this fucking spiral. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really easy to do with like like. California pop punk music for like sure. that, you know. I really liked uh, the Vagrant stuff too. Yeah, that kind of. No motive was on Vagrant, wasn't? Weren't they? Yeah, but I mean more, you know, Get Up Kids and okay. that kind of thing. I was in. I was big in high I school. I listened to a lot of No Motive when I was because they're a lot older than me. But I used to look up to that band so much. Well, because like still, local guys, that, oh, yeah, man, like Vagrant. and they're like my friend, like in the same group. I knew people, and it's just like, dude, those guys are doing it. You know, like yeah. they crush. Like, I still love their records. They're still awesome. There was a there was a band from uh, I think they were on Vans for a short spell had a record label and they were called uh, Western Waste and they were like a, just a t- they could have easily been on Fat Wreck or mm-hmm. any of that and I loved that band loved them and they, like they they released one record and it was like you were talking I would listen to that album all the time every day front to back and and then they just disappeared. And I've never heard anything like I can't yeah. even find them on like Google or nothing. Like you just they just they wiped from the records. Yeah, that's a it, bummer. It's so crazy. And I don't know from a perspective of a person that writes songs. I hope that there's somehow some kid got our a CD copy of our record mm-hmm. and it just fucked them up. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's no way that you can ever find the band and tell the guy, hey, man, you made yeah. this record 15 years ago and I still know every word. I know every chord. Mm-hmm. It's there's not a way to tell them that, so I'm just hoping that I'm not here. I'm hoping that that happens to me eventually. Like, how would you handle something like that? I, I it would be amazing. It would be so flattering because yeah. I, I would fully understand. I would understand exactly what they meant by it. Because have you have you ever had that kind of experience with with someone that you looked up to and 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 I, as far as like a musician or something like, were you able to ever kind of express that in any kind of way to to someone? I don't know. I'm kind of shy. I don't think I could go yeah. up to somebody. And yeah, I mean, maybe too. like if I met Tom York, or like I was in an elevator, and Tom yeah. York, I'd 
I don't know. He probably hears, <laughs> yeah. he probably hears it all the time. So it's maybe meaningless. Yeah, but. and like it, it, with Tom York, it's so hit or, hit or miss. You don't know what kind of Tom York you're gonna get. He would, like, he would be like, "You disgust me." Yeah. Yeah. Like, disgust yeah. me. He Just could be a dick, him. and then like I've heard recently, he you know since he had kids and now he has a family and stuff, like he's mellowed out. Like he's like super chill, and he actually like shows like like he's funny, and he's like very he's you know, yeah, he's like yeah. so you know it's frightening kind of knowing what kind of <laughs> I would not have the Which, balls yeah. to approach Tom York yeah I probably wouldn't say anything either yeah I would just stare at him awkwardly <laughs> and like, it'd, be like your eyes. it'd be really weird try to yeah. sneak a picture with your phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> snapchat him or something uh, uh, I'll give you the first song cool uh, well I was gonna play a song off, oh. your, off of uh, the record something I can't control is there anyone in particular that you would like for me to play it's uh your choice, man. All right, because I was going to go with uh, One Less Thing. I oh. really love that that song. That's one of my favorite songs on the record. Thank you. So uh, this is uh, One Less Thing by the band Curtsy.
All right, and we're back. Uh, again, that was Curtsy with the song One Last Thing off of the album Something I Can't Control. Uh, curtsy.bandcamp.com is where you can find them. Is there any other websites that you can find your... Uh... Uh, yeah, you can just Google Curtsy Band. We have SoundCloud. Uh, okay. Curtsy.net is our main website. Um, Facebook. Yeah, we're on all the Instagram. socials. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> we've got it. All right. got it. Yeah, I just... Uh, I sing Bandcamp's praises like any chance I get. It's really like, great. It's just like... Mm-hmm. To me... It's the easiest way for me to like to find new stuff and and like and that's especially the way that their app is set up now. It's like so yeah with the tags fuck, yeah with the tags yeah. and like you can you can make your own tags and and like cool. So it's, it's easy to find new bands yeah. now. Like you were saying, looking for like bands that mm-hmm. thanked other bands and stuff. Now the internet just does it for you. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and it like uh, there. I like doing that every once in a while. It's, Still, every once in a while, like I'm, I'm yeah. spoiled now with with like a, an app that basically does it for me. But you know, like every once in a while, when I go buy a record, I like to open up the booklet and kind of check it out sure. and see what you know. I love buying just it, random you know. records that I've never heard of and just roll the dice. And yeah, it's always a bad idea because I never <laughs> I've landed on maybe one record yeah. um, that I was really into, but yeah, it always fails. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah, my uncle used to do that um, when he was. When he was in high school, he was like a senior, maybe maybe one or two years removed from high school. He was like in the late eighties, and, and he would just go to like the local record store, and and he would just look at the album covers, yeah. And like, you know, they didn't have listening stations or anything like that. So he was just like, man, that looks pretty cool. And he would just like you said, roll the dice. Yeah, that's what just, I do. And he, you know, <laughs> like that's a cool looking record. But, I'm gonna get it. And it's like I'm, a like a folky weird yeah. like. I thought it was going to be like a metal record, and yeah. it's like a <laughs> Christian rock, rap yeah, because he, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he like it, he would tell me that all the time. Because when when I was getting into music, it was toward the, it was it was you know that was when CDs were getting really popular, like in you know like early nineties, and uh, so he was giving me all of his cassettes. So like, oh, okay, and that's why I'm like a, I'm a cassette head now still, just because I love just it's just it's personal for me yeah for sure and uh he gave me um appetite for destruction and that was one of the albums that he just found and was like man that looks fucking cool the, yeah. the, you know the cover art so he picked that one up and then uh holy diver by from dio <laughs> okay which one of my favorite records of all time and then like he just gave me all the sabbath and, and maiden records and then that's just basically how i you know and then my mom would listen to like r&b and disco so i got that angle of it too and nice. then that was just kind of what built my my like musical taste growing up was just anything with like a hook or or you know yeah my mom was a huge sabbath fan and like zeppelin fan i remember growing up like this sucks you know <laughs> and then i go to middle school i'm like wow my mom knew what was up yeah. and now i'm just waiting like give me your records i'm just waiting for her to give me all her records yeah. but she will never i don't think she uh um my uncle, I was way late on Ze- way late on Zeppelin. I was a teenager already when I like first heard like Zeppelin four, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" And yeah. then, you know, and then that's that was when I found like classic rock stuff, like like you know Zeppelin and Pink Floyd and and uh, like King Crimson. And, oh, and I love that. King yeah. Crimson. Yeah. So like, it was. It's just funny how like late, you know, that's that was thirty years removed already from mm-hmm. when that stuff was in its heyday. You know. And like twenty, he gave me twenty one twelve, and it took me forever to like actually sit down and listen to that record. And then, 
after a while, I was like, oh, actually, this is really, really fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. When you're a kid, you always think what your parents are listening to sucks, yeah. you know? My mom bought me a Neil Young record, Harvest, for, like, my third grade, like, like a Christmas gift or whatever. I'm like, get out of here with that. Yeah. And then, like, a few, later, or a few years later, I'm listening to it. I'm like, this is, like, one of the best records ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, like, that, that's why I was fortunate, because my uncle was, he was relatively young. He was a teenager when I was born, so, so he was, like, my cool older brother. You know, so he would just give me all this stuff and like, no, don't listen to that. Listen to this, and then like that it was it was awesome. Like he just basically kind of raised me on this stuff. He that, was, that older brother yeah. figure is vital, or my older sister in my case, yeah. that's vital. It's yeah. such a good filter. And like I feel bad because I didn't do that for my my sisters. I'm the oldest of four, and I'm I'm the only boy. So like they listened to, you know, they were listening to like a lot of pop music and yeah. stuff like that. And you I would try that. to I would try to like. Hey, why don't you listen to this? It kind of sounds like no, uh-uh. yeah, and they no. just they, they wanted nothing to do with it. <laughs> I remember those days. You took your su- sister Summer to. Uh, oh yeah, Charlotte's Web. No, no Charlotte's, Charlotte's Web. Uh, good, no, Charlotte. good Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she. Uh, that that is a classic children's story. Yeah, not she, a band. She uh, <laughs> she was way into Good Charlotte. That was her fucking thing, you know, and. and <laughs> And I was just old enough. I think I was, I was like 18, 19. And my mom was like, well, you get to take her then. You get to take her to the Santa Barbara Bowl to go watch the <laughs> fucking good and, and at that time, I was into like TSOL and Minor Threat and stuff. Oh, so sick. I was just like, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, then I think I had to take her to go see it. There's another like pop punk band called uh, Mest. I don't know if you remember Yeah, them. yeah. Yeah, I'm like pretty I, sure our bass player knows yeah. several of them. Uh, but, yeah, like personally, like yeah. he's homies with them probably. <laughs> Interesting fact: uh, a relatively unknown Fallout Boy opened that that show. Oh wow! For them, yeah, they, were, they look like babies. They look yeah. like little, little little kids. <laughs> That's funny, good Charlotte. I remember being in middle school and there was this like punk rocker. You know, she was all like crusty and scummy looking, and she was like all scary. And she, like, when we first went to middle school, she had, like, Good Charlotte patches all over, you know? And that was right before they, like, made MTV and got all, like, whatever, I guess, before they were cool. And everyone just hated on her after that. Like, she lost all respect (laughs) in the punk rock community because she had had Good Charlotte patches on. Poor lady. I I wonder what she's doing now. Probably still listening to Good Charlotte. I'm I'm really... I'm never going to look this up, but I wonder what they list... Sounded like before, you know, they yeah, quote unquote made it. Uh, they, maybe they sounded maybe they, different. Maybe yeah. they were the same, but no one knew yeah. them, so she could rock the patches because no one knew who they were. Yeah, but I mean, it's just you know, it's the same thing with Fallout Boy. It's like everybody like I wonder yeah. what Fallout Boy sounded like, and they were just a pop punk band. Mm-hmm. And then like you listen to them now, it sounds nothing like that and for so, sure. Well, yeah, because they evolved. There's a there's, yeah, there's money behind the records yeah. now. <laughs> they actually <laughs> there's production. Yeah. And that's uh, kind of on that, um, kind of doing what you guys do. Do you appreciate that freedom of like I'm just gonna do what we're well rather we're gonna do whatever we want to do, and that's what it's gonna be. Kind of do not having anybody because I don't really know what it's like, but I would imagine when you have so much money behind this product, you have a lot of say in what's going to go in it. But when you guys kind of do it on your own. Do you have that sort of freedom? Just kind of do like whatever you want to do. Yeah, I mean, definitely, we, we totally do. One hundred percent. Yeah, 
Everything we write, we because we want to write it. Yeah, we're making it for ourselves, basically. But like on our last like record, it. it's cool. um, John DeBond helped us like with some parts and had some cool producer. ideas. And as long as I think you respect the person that's helping you, like it's cool because you like agree on it because you want to agree on it. You don't agree on it because you have to agree on it. I mm-hmm. think. And I think we have strong enough personalities where we can go. Yeah, nah, that's, nah, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> you have to stand up for it. Yeah, at some for point. Sure. But. Look, no, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I that's to kind of piggyback on what he was saying. Like, is there is there an overall kind of idea for like where you guys want to go with this? Or are you just kind of just riding it right now, just kind of seeing where everything goes? Yeah, I mean, we would love to get paid for it, but it just doesn't seem like even the bands that do get paid for it, it's not enough to live. Yeah. So it, you always have to kind of have a plan B, also. Like, yeah, uh, along with yeah, we all have jobs, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I mean, as long as we can keep playing i'm i'm happy i just i just like to write and play and yeah as long as the records we write like i'm proud of at the end when i listen to it i'm stoked Mm -hmm. regardless if anyone's even anyone else is listening to them something worse than writing and recording and then you listen back and like two years later you're like oh man that was bad (laughs) burn it i don't think it's like that with this band i agree thankfully uh if you don't mind me asking what do you all do when you're not playing music I work for my uh, family lumber company. <laughs> yeah, nice. I'm a lumber. I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> I'm a bartender. Yeah. The beard. I'm a bartender as well. Oh, cool. Full time drinker. <laughs> <laughs> I have to ask you guys some questions on that because I'm kind of curious uh, with the bartending. Like when you when you hear the idea of like I you know I've had a couple friends that have been in bands that have ended up getting signed and like you know. At this point, what do you? I don't even know what that means anymore, really, because it's you know. I at this point, I just I look at record labels as if they're just like tastemakers, kind of, and they just you know like there's no real. Like, the only example I could think of right now off the top of my head is like a band, uh, the Mekons. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. They're a Irish. They're a band from England, and they were like they were around the time of like the Gang of Four. I think I talked to maybe you and Zeke about it once before, but. They were just this, they, they hung out with like the gang of four and all those like English punk bands and they didn't know how to play. So they just started playing and, and, and made some just unlistenable records and, (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, and they got swept up in that, that gang, like that clash era where like everybody was just trying to find like the next, you know, and so they got signed to like one of the big companies. I forget which one it was, if it was like Columbia or whatever and. And immediately were dropped, like immediate, like almost immediately. So it's just like, you know, they weren't. And granted, this is like in the eighties. Yeah. It was a long time ago, but you know, like they, they told them like we we want to do it this way, we want to do it this way. One is done. You're dropped. Bye. And they just, yeah, that's scary. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And so like I, I've always looked at that as just like I don't want that at all. I, it's just like I'd rather just do things that I'm proud of doing. For and sure. actually like doing them instead of like having to bend over backwards to, you know, to, to listen to someone else who really probably doesn't even give a fuck yeah. about, about yeah. what we're doing. I think that technology makes it a lot easier for bands now because like back then, if you wrote a record, if you didn't have a label to distribute it for you, like you, no one's going to hear it. Now we could do it ourselves almost, you yeah. know, we can use social media and the internet and like, 
there's companies that will just like put all your music out on every platform for you for a price obviously but yeah i mean that kind of allows you to write records and do it your do it your own way and still get people to listen to it yeah and i mean you know and there's still some flaws with those companies for as sure. well you know like uh most famously, I think it's Spotify. It's just fucking like terrible. Yeah. Raping people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, ter- uh, you know. I mean, it gets people to listen to your stuff, but You're not there's no real. Money. There's no real like, and it's not so much like we want to make a fucking shitload of money on this. But it's like, well, we kind of want to continue to make music. Yeah, that allows you to keep going. We kind of need the money for you know stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. Like, maybe going. to make some shirts, to you know, t- stickers. To pay for recordings, like the shit's not free, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 like, that's basically all that's for now. And when a company like Spotify just doesn't, yeah, they, it's bullshit. Yeah, they just take advantage of something like that. I think that's why I love. That's why I'm just like, Bandcamp, Bandcamp all the way, man. They <laughs> <Yeah>. just like <laughs> just pay what you want, and then you know. Yeah, I love that pay what you want stuff. Like, that's yeah. such a cool idea. I think, but I mean, it is kind of a result of the technology flooding the world with. If anyone can make a record, supply and demand true. kind of means that yeah, there's true. an incredible supply. Under. Yeah. So therefore, it, is it it's worth less because there's so much more of it. Yeah. And you can argue that a lot of maybe home recorded albums aren't good, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, just because well, you know, because you think that a home recorded record yeah, isn't I mean, good, you know, like someone can hear that and be like, "This is the fucking greatest thing I've ever heard." Exactly. So it's not the quality of supply. It's just yeah, it's McDonald's just... isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's very cheap. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty funny. Good it sucks that it. we have to <laughs> compare. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, yeah, like just like anything. That's, I mean, that just goes for anything. Uh, social media has made us a, a society of like we have so much access to fucking everything you could imagine, like any kind of information or music for in this case, right? And it makes it very easy, but at the same time, difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So depending on who you're asking and if you're the consumer, then you're like, hell oh, yeah, this is fucking awesome. I get to listen to all this music. But if you're the artist, it's you're somewhat kind of competing with all of this. And like it's almost your efforts are almost kind of mute because there's so much else going on. And right. It's, and it's totally it's, decentralized. If you go back yeah. 50 years, there would be like – black music radio station and a white music <laughs> yeah. radio station. And then in the 70s, you get to like, oh, F, there's an FM rock station and there's like an R&B station. Yeah. And, then, and now it's just completely fractured so that mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's hard. It seems every year it's more rare that there's somebody that spans culture, especially mm-hmm. from music. I mean, there's some people like Kanye and stuff, but it feels like every year there's, there's fewer and fewer that uh, really kind of cross all demographics it's very fractured yeah, yeah it's hard true. finding new bands sometimes on spotify like I'll, I'll look up a band and then it gives you the list and the list just goes on forever and ever and ever and i see all these names and it's like fuck man what which one do i even yeah, click it's on a, it's like, overwhelming. Like, right. i'm like that on like netflix or some shit like i don't know what to watch yeah, there's like totally. so much netflix, shit uh, on here the netflix thing what... dude just sit in there clicking like fuck what the answer is it's chopped and the answer is chopped chopped the answer is chopped well bob ross is on there now so i've been fucking with that oh yeah it's oh good, yeah that's it's right. a good stony one for sure bob ross is on there mm-hmm. Do you actually paint, or do you just watch it? No, I just get stoned and watch and pretend. <laughs> pretend. Sometimes I'll like hand paint, like happy in the air, drawing happy trees. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, he's good. Um, so, kind of getting off the topic of music, uh, I've always been very interested in bartending. Um, 
one because it's it's a craft. You know, what I mean, some you got you can't be not any Joe Schmo can do it. Although people can claim to make a drink, it, uh, there's a craft to it. Also, the the people side of it is what I find very very interesting. Because um, I think of like the old tales of the guy going down to his you know his uh his bar just having a word with his bartender. You're kind of like the therapist. So I always find that part very very interesting. And so I'm sure it's not like that now. I'm, I kind of have like a romantic romanticized look on it, but. Um, dealing with people on the day to day and they're trying to get this drink or whatever your attention, how is that? Uh, like the, what's the good, your, the bad, if, if anything that you it's guys could share. Bad. <laughs> Clear that up. Yeah. I think you have to know how to read people. You know, if there's one person, they're coming up to the bar, you know, you gotta like gauge, like, do they want to talk or they just want to like drink themselves like into a stupor, you, you know, you gotta like engage them. You know, because it's it was not just about the drink. You know, it's about the experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, you got to make a good drink. Otherwise I think I made a horrible choice yeah. in my my career or whatever the fuck it is. Because <laughs> I hate talking to people. Yeah. Most, like, <laughs> especially it's hard. Drunk people that are. Oh like, yeah. It's like I don't give a fuck about what you're saying. Just drink your yeah. fucking AMF and fuck off. You know. That's <laughs> mainly how I go. That's mainly how I go through my shifts. Oh man. Those things. <laughs> Unless you're a hot Latina, and then I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> then I, you got my attention. AMFs, man. Those just. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink those. Those give me heartburn. Like yeah. just, I, and I've never had one. They just they it's just look. Looking yeah. at one. Just yeah. looking They're at like one, just... fluorescent blue. <laughs> yeah. What's in that? Just blue. It's a Long Island with blue carousels. And yeah. Oh, so there's not enough liquor in a Long Island. So you had to add. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. Oh, see, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I had a I had a girlfriend years ago that would just get wrecked on those fucking things, and it, like <laughs> I think that was one of the reasons it just put a, you know, and that was at the time when I was straighted, so I was like, okay, you know, like she was, she would go out and get hammered, and I would, you know, I'd have to deal with it mm. sober on the way home, and it That's was a just, good way to stay sober. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I like to drink, but there's not, nothing worse than drunk people when you're completely sober. There's nothing. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, it's, it's horrible. literally the worst. Yeah. Tried an Oxnard. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dodging fists like left and right. Yeah. Trying to beat my white ass. It's the worst. Yeah. I, uh, it's not fun. I dealt with it for the first 26 years of, of life. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> luckily, this guy didn't, doesn't drink much. He drinks very little. But you know our other our other buddy that used to be on this he just he that was one of his things like he would show up to my house with a fucking uh, bottle of like a handle of yeah of rum or something uh, yeah, yeah of just fucking like the most violent booze and then, <laughs> like pop <laughs> off oh. plastic yeah. bottle like let's fucking ruin yeah. our lives right now straight rum <laughs> Eddie would just fucking get wrecked yeah you know and this is at like two in the afternoon and it, on a he Sunday sounds awesome. So I love the guy. I love the guy to yeah, death. He's, one of, my, he's <laughs> one of my best friends in the world. I love him so much. But like when we're trying to like do something, it's like, yeah. all right, man, come on, yeah. stick with it. We're we're, we're almost done. <laughs> Stay focused. And then it just and then it just becomes like slurring on the mic, and it's just like, fuck this. Yeah, that's, our, that's, that's basically <laughs> our life right there. <laughs> that's your job. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, going back on it? What is a good tip for one drink? I'm always kind of like. What's a what? A good tip for like if you you know if you serve a drink, what's a good uh, dollar value tip that I could? I, I, could, say, I always go. Yeah. Oh, you got to let you answer first. I would say it. like a minimum like a dollar, but if they're like shaking it, and they're like measuring yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, they're taking like a minute or two on your drink. You just tip accordingly. I just like, know if if I even pour beer or whatever, and I talk to the person or whatever, 
if you if you give me a dollar, that's cool. But if you just give me two dollars, I'm gonna help you more <laughs> yeah, than anyone else in the bar. Person, like, like just one extra dollar yeah. for a drink, like two dollars a drink. I'll ignore half the bar to just yeah. make sure you're good <laughs> yeah. by just adding a dollar. And so I you're think, kind of paying for a service in a way. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, oh, if this guy over here just gave me five dollars on a hundred dollar tab. That that fucker's yeah, not drinking anymore. <laughs> He's not gonna get a beer. At all, <laughs> this person's gonna yeah. be wasted. That's why I feel like service people tip more because we know. Oh, for you sure. know, yeah. yeah. A lot of my regulars are like bartenders, and they leave me an absurd amount of money, but I, I, I help them a lot. I think working. I worked at Papa John's after high school. <laughs> yes, and I think working in any kind of food service service, like I think that's that should be required. Like, other, like yeah, Israel totally. or South Korea, you have to join the military. I think in yeah. you have to work yeah. in, in some type of like food service, some kind of customer service. You got you got to put your two years in. You got to uh, yeah. put your two years in. <laughs> I think that's I've good. never done the pizza thing. I know that's like a guy it's, thing. It's like every awful. guy, I feel like uh, yeah. delivered oh, man, pizzas. That's another job. I'm like, I want to pick delivery pick driver. It's, yeah, that's no, terrible. I did it for mm-hmm. like a year and a half. I would be so scared to just show up at I houses st- late I, at night and just mm-hmm. like this. My guy might fucking rape me. I was, <laughs> I was so stoned like, that it, nothing. nothing <laughs> yeah. I would just, re- just really eat the pizza. Did you ever get like the lonely ladies like wanting to give you a tip like inside? Never. No. Of course um, not. But I would just get incredibly high and listen to records and drive. See, drive that around. sounds awesome. <laughs> In fact, I had such disrespect for the job. Me and this other driver, I'm pretty sure his name was Scott. He, we liked a lot of similar music and we would show each other a lot of different records and stuff. We would both be drivers. We'd both get some deliveries and we'd both go in my car or both in his car. Oh. And show each other songs and music. You just <laughs> share the one car? Yeah, and be gone for the like pizza. The pizza time is like, <laughs> your pizza's going to be there in four hours. Yeah, <laughs> gone for like two and a half hours. Yeah. It was really fun. Uh, my my oldest brother used to deliver pizza. He'd always tell me like, if I don't get a tip, they get no fucking Parmesan cheese, <laughs> no <laughs> peppers. It's like, I, I had a really good strategy where I would see okay if it's if the bill's fifteen fifty or sixteen bucks, I might be able, they might hand him a twenty, and if they'd ask for change. I would struggle and I'd put on an act of like, oh God, like struggling to get the change. I'd yeah. drop the money and there's like ch- ch- <laughs> clattering on the floor and I'd be all sweaty. I'm like, oh, sir. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, oh. And, if, and a lot of the time, like half time they'd go, you know what? Just keep it. I'd be so uncomfortable. I'd make them, I'd be so awkward and make them so uncomfortable. They'd go, That's just really mean. That's really good. You meet a lot of weirdos though. I remember a guy. Now I know. There yeah. was a guy that would have me, he'd say, okay, come in. And he'd have on the table, he'd have the money for the pizza set out. In coins, but he'd have it perfectly organized. Whoa. Like here's thirty six quarters. Here's ten. Like he'd have it laid out. See, that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> I would never go here, into someone's a, fucking house. He, he was he a frail. I would either, but he was a very lock. small old man. So I mean, yeah, yeah, but he might be smart. But all, have a trap yeah. laid, and you're like Jeez. now you're like hung up in like, a pit somewhere. All the bills. All the bills are facing <laughs> up. Yeah, that's all that's the sign. all the presidents are facing <laughs> this way with the quarters, and if you touch any one of those fucking things, <laughs> and then he'd have done. like yeah. a little Ziploc bag set up. Okay, here you go. Use this to organize. Here's a zip tie, and he'd have it all. Oh man! Yeah, see, there's zip ties now. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but why, Austin? Don't go in there. You make horrible Brave. choices. I survived. Oh yeah. man, we had a I had we had a, an old friend of ours that was a bartender in Cal in Camarillo, and she would tell us like she would tell us some horror stories every once in a while, and then. But she had some a couple experiences where like this like millionaire would go in there and have like two glasses of wine and tip her like a hundred dollars or something like that. And so she was like, That's the only reason I'm still there because I have a regular oh, like wow. that because Yeah, I used to have one too. Every yeah. once in a while this one guy would come in and just fucking like here yep. you go, make your whole week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
you know. There's a guy that comes in like four or five times a week, and he'll he'll get like two drinks and like an appetizer, and he leaves a hundred dollars every single time. Wow. And it's like I did the math. I'm like, this guy comes in like fucking twenty five days a month. Like he's just spending so much money. It's yeah. insane. But I'm like, keep coming, dude. It's she had a couple. <laughs> she had a couple, uh, like uh, people from back, like from like the Middle East, come and actually ask her to marry them and they're like you will never have to work a day in your life if you just come live with me in wherever the hell like in europe you know and she was just like and and she was just like (laughs) well they can have more than one wife (laughs) and so she was she was very attractive and uh but like numerous times that happened like they would buy like a glass of wine give her a ridiculous amount of money and and then like they would like almost plead with her, like, please, like, I just want you to come live with me. Fuck, I would, and... have, I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> do you still know these people? <laughs> I'll do whatever they need. Oh yeah, that's definitely a good point. Like, we should all work in the food service industry at some point. I think it would help a lot of. From yeah. Whenever I'm a at a restaurant, or something, I I always try to speak up if I see somebody abusing, like a waiter or a waitress or something, because. They can't, you know, they can't say anything. And yeah. Kinda, I think That's the it, worst part. It's up to no, good people to kind of speak up for them, I think, and I tell always, someone to fuck off. I always hate that person that orders their food and then, like, there's one thing that's wrong with it and they fucking just fly off the handle. You know, like, I, you know, I went, one time I went to Macaroni Grill with my girlfriend. And, oh, I was, I was waiting for this day. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I got a, I got a salmon and they literally took that salmon and went, here you go. Mm-hmm. And they gave it to me, right? And so I was biting into it, and, and I like, I was this close to just sucking it up and eating the whole fucking piece. Of, and yeah. finally my girlfriend's like, no, you got to, you know, so the manager came over, and I was like, I don't do this. I never do this. Yeah. But this is, like, raw. And he was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And they offered to pay for my bill. They offered to give us all kinds. And I was like, no, I just, just sure. another piece of fish. That's all I want. I, like, I don't want... <laughs> It's like already too much trouble for you guys to do. People I, do that I, I at night work all the time. They'll come in regularly and they'll complain about the same shit that they get every single time yeah. and they'll complain about the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And they just know that will comp their shit. That's the only reason they do it. If you want to die early, just listen to people order from a drive-thru. Like if, you ever wa- if you're like walking by like the uh-huh. inventor, you can hear people ordering. It makes me want to die hearing them talk. Like I heard that lady asking the person on the intercom like how is, is this good like <laughs> you're asking for recommendations it's a fucking double double bitch just like, <laughs> it's a double just, double we know what it is yeah. any way you get this is gonna be good any <laughs> yeah. way you get this it's gonna be I've never been bummed but like it's know. a wine choice yeah. at yeah. a restaurant come on yeah. it's Carl's Jr. do you have romaine lettuce <laughs> uh, I there's a Maria Bamford joke where she talks about that like and it's she's like it's specific to LA where they'll go into a coffee shop and they'll ask for like the most insane thing for sure and she's like I have a germ allergy can you just pour it all into my hands please like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. oh man I used to work at a when I was in high school I worked at Foster Freeze down in Santa Paula oh yeah, yeah. my yeah. favorite place that was world. it was a learning experience I fucking I actually really enjoyed that job Maybe so did I was a shit teenager and I so did I and I didn't know any better but yeah dealing with the customers in the drive-thru is especially like because uh, you had like this long ass line of cars waiting to get their food and you had that one person that's asking a million questions and like mm-hmm. it's a fucking burger just yeah, order yeah. it please <laughs> what's mustard <laughs> it's like what <laughs> fuck off 
bad. Good times. Good times. Really like Great. that job. Ready for uh, uh yeah, let's go for another song. All right. This is a band called Sleeping Bear. They're from Kiev. Uh they're an atmospheric kind of post rock band. Um and I just found these guys not too long ago and uh the song is called Machines.
Again, that was the song Machines by the band Sleeping Bear. Sbear.bandcamp.com. Uh, like I said while we were listening to the song, um, the last segment of the show is basically just going to kind of be what you guys are up to coming up here in the not too distant future and, uh, you know, things that you, you know, got. We're in a uh, recording mode right now, but we do have one show coming up, which is uh, we're really excited about. It's uh, on July 23rd at uh, Exposition, Exposition Park in L.A., and it's this uh, street food cinema uh, series where they kind of they put up this big screen in a park, and there's dozens of food trucks and hundreds and hundreds of people. And uh, we're playing at uh, 6 o'clock. It starts at 5.30, and after us will be... Mad Max Fury Road so it's uh-huh. sort of like a drive-in movie except you, you yeah you like take park, like your blankets you take blankets and, yeah. and like blankets chairs, and, chairs and, stuff. and stuff but it's, cool. it's really cool so and, you're uh, really excited about that so you're playing a set before they play the movie yeah okay. like awesome. opening cool. the movie I think awesome which yes. might, it might be a weird pairing but yeah, yeah I don't know why because I, I looked at the list of the other movies and I was like there's so many other movies that would actually make sense with our music mm-hmm. and this one I kind of I like it I think yeah. it's cool we're going to be playing like dream pop songs and we're gonna watch Mad Max yeah. afterwards. It so. might it might work. Yeah, it might be cool. Yeah, I was because uh, I, you guys posted about this recently. Yeah, yeah. When and we I got it, we've been kind of spreading the word. I've been so. meaning to ask because like, I, I it kind of threw me a little bit. I didn't know what it, exactly what it was. So, but yeah, I, hopefully there's supposedly a lot of people go to these, so it's uh, should be good for us. Yeah, that sounds like a really cool thing. And then no, nothing else. Oh. We're just working on our our new. So you guys are kind of taking a break from from playing shows while you're recording. It's actually way harder than it sounds because yeah. you tell yourself that you can okay stop and then you'll get offered something like this. And yeah, it's, you really yeah. be stupid to not take it, especially because we could pay for a, a portion of the record with how much we're getting paid for this. So yeah. it's, but then you have to go and spend a few weeks practicing for the show, so you lose time that you could be recording and the time that you're preparing for recording so it it's it's hard balance to, to and when you're writing strike. when you're writing too we'll write and then if you take a week or two off going back to that song is like oh, well mm-hmm. fuck we gotta start over yeah yeah um that's what I, that was a question i kind of want to ask uh when you guys are kind of booking like like with something like this you said you were asked to about, about this yeah okay like does that happen often or, or are you usually the ones that are kind of um going out and, and, and uh, asking like venues and, and festivals and stuff like that if you can it seems lately that we've kind of been invited to do some stuff which is good we've been trying to be a little choosier with our shows we don't really play Ventura mm-hmm. anymore I mean it's our hometown but, but there's not really many great venues sadly yes it's just That's... not a good place for music and we've been doing mm-hmm. really well in LA we've had some great shows at uh, Harvard and Stone and we The played... Lost Night The Lost Night was really fun mm-hmm. some guy we made a, a guy cry turns out he's <laughs> I think he was on Molly. Yeah, he, he might be tripping. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say there was some jokes. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, um, but maybe it was just his tears, man. Yeah. Maybe he was just was really, really happy. Te- but, yeah. yeah, that was really cool. We've been playing down there pretty much exclusively and uh, trying to spread out. There's just, we love Ventura, but there's just nowhere. Yeah, no, yeah. Something no opens up and it gets shut down like right away or, you know. I think it's better to play your hometown less, you know, like make it more of an event like, oh, this is the time Curtsy's going to play Ventura this year, you know? And then mm-hmm. I think that draws more people to, yeah, I don't know. I agree if that's right. And I mean, that's, that's pretty bitching that you're, you guys are getting asked and you know, you're playing outside of Ventura, Ventura County and you're getting asked by, you know, stuff out in LA, which is, you know, an hour from here. Yeah. yeah which, you know, we've been I mean, lucky that with means, that, you know, and we've been having, we've been drawing pretty well out there too. And, uh, 
it's I guess it's a sign of progress. I'd like to think so. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean I, that's the way I look at it. Yeah, definitely. You know? Yeah, because before the record came out, we would play. We played like Silver Lake Lounge or something mm-hmm. on a and, Tuesday night to yeah, like twelve people, and, and it was like twelve, ten people. And now like we're filling venues after the record's out, which is really cool. That's yeah. That's uh, that's gotta be a beautiful feeling. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah, we played a show last year at uh, Pappy and Harriet's. It's out in Palm Springs area. Yeah, Pioneer Town. Pioneer Town, and that was probably one of the most fun. That was probably one of my top yeah, five was, shows of all yeah. time. It was crazy. It's a really cool venue mm-hmm. and um, great sound, and the people were really into it. And it's I, just so refreshing to go to a place and people want to listen. Yeah, I feel like in Ventura, like they want know. to drink and yeah. Listen to reggae, yeah, mainly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's, oh, I walked downtown man. last night, like you were saying. She saw me walking downtown, and as I'm walking down two blocks, there's literally four or five reggae bands playing yeah. in like different areas. It was insane. That's My head was like, fucking, yeah, that's yeah. so funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we should write a reggae record. <laughs> no, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather die. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's. It's really funny. That just seems to be the flavor out here. That beach town. For now. Beach I mean, town, yeah, yeah. Reggae. But I, don't, it's, I feel like it's been since Sublime almost. Like this city never got over. There's a generation that never got over it. Yeah. Like I know there's there's scenes that never got over Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And that's yeah. just where they, like that's, he died and that's where I'll stop. And that's from, I'm not going to do anything else. Mm-hmm. There's a group of people. And I know them, per, a lot of them personally that just never got over Sublime. Upstrokes on a guitar and like a walking bass line. And, yeah, you know, and the, rappy kind of lyrics, and that's all I ever want. Santa Barbara's do. huge with that too. Yeah, it's fucking. Like, it's all like the those bands. Yeah, like there's so oh, many. Yeah, bands. And they have like festivals up there. It seems like almost every month it's like some kind of reggae. Yeah, like some thing like that goes smoke on over there. Fest or yeah. some yeah. shit. I, like, I I don't have as diverse musical tastes as you do. You like a lot of like aggressive music. I don't like. I usually can find something appealing though in everything. Mm-hmm. Like I can find oh that's a really cool yeah. guitar part or that's a really interesting rhythm, but. To me, reggae might be one of the few. It's one few of the genres that has no redeeming features at all. For sure, that's the one. <laughs> the one genre of music that I can't get into. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it's okay if you're on a beach or something. Yeah. It's cool. It makes sense. But it, it's such a narrow taste. Though. Yeah. To me, it's such a narrow. You like, have to be mood. a real specific. Yeah. yeah. Mood. I'm sure and there's place. awesome, legit, <laughs> old, old school reggae bands that are fucking killer. Sure. Yeah. But like in this area, it's all like the sublime ripoff bands, like you know. I don't know their fucking names. Like, like I, I, Iration, slightly yeah. stupid. Adoration? What? What? Yeah. If you put all their all those bands together in one record, there's no way you could tell which yeah. band is which. Song. And if I, there's like, no way. The only reggae that I've ever heard, and I, I don't want this to turn into reggae bashing hour, but, <laughs> but, uh, but like, it's way too late for that. Yeah, the only, the only one that I've ever been able to listen to and like listen to the whole song and be like, this is actually pretty good. I'll listen to it again. Is Bad Brains. That's the oh, only yeah, one. totally. Yeah, but that's just one. Well, they're on the crest of many, like though, right? punk rock. Though. Yeah, yeah, they're very punky too. Yeah. I think Bob Marley was a great songwriter. I hear covers of his songs, and I think, man, so yeah, great genius. lyrics, really cool chords, like. But See, I'll I fuck don't with Bob Marley. Yeah, but that's a good. That's good writing. It's not necessarily. I don't listen to his records. Yeah. Like. Uh, Reggae, we, right? Yeah, reggae. Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's some there's some cool there's cool bass lines, and I guess I'm, gonna for try, sure. I'm searching for. They something. walk the bass. Yeah. No, it's just like <laughs> they slap at the bass. It was, no, just going back to what you were saying, like you know, people listen to Nirvana, and then after Cobain died, that's it. They're to fucking they close the book, put it in the shelf, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's so, it. That's yeah. it's, it's done. It's like people listen to Forty Ounces of Freedom or Robin the Hood. 
And they're like, this is the fucking greatest thing I've ever heard or will ever hear yeah, yeah. in the rest of my life. And then like. And I get that. I respect that. Yeah. It's I like, mean, there's, uh, there's got to be people out there that listen to our record and they're like, this is fucking filth. I'd say. <laughs> nine I'm out okay of with that. I'm okay yeah. with that. That's true. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, exactly. their own. yeah. I listen to some fucking terrible, terrible grindcore music. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and I love it. Me too. But like, I will never show anybody it because I, like, oh. yeah, I listen to Doom bands. Yeah, I listen to Doom bands in my room by myself, yeah. just like blasting Doom. And I'm like, n- if someone walked in right now, I would honestly be embarrassed by the amount of yeah. fucking shit I'm listening to right now. <laughs> I do it at work. I show people. I show people like, hey, you gotta listen to this, dude. This band's called this, this band's called Regurgitate. Yeah. And uh, here, listen <laughs> to this. Edgy. And it's just the most vile, you know, noise. And yeah. I love it. I just think it's great. For sure. There's like, what the fuck? What is, why? Sometimes why? it's so bad, it's amazing. Yeah. That's the thing I've noticed recently with myself. Like, I'll listen to old bands. I was really into the Kinks for a while. Obviously, I'm a huge mm-hmm. Beatles fan. Their records would be really different. N- not only within a record where the songs would be different, but record to record would be, would be quite different. They'd have, you know, way bluesy songs and then, like, kind of trippy songs. I don't, th- I don't think that's anymore that that's how the world works. I think now there's so much diverse and so much op so many options mm-hmm. that it's like oh i i'm in a radiohead mood right now oh i'm in a i'm in a mood for this mm-hmm. so i don't think i don't know i i don't know if there's really if it's good to be so diverse anyway, i feel like now it's best to focus and do something like, you have that doom band if they would throw in a, if they were a had one song that was reggae influence yeah. or something it, i think it would detract from them. it's good to just i think narrow focus and like uh you were talking about you brought up the kinks and stuff like that and i was having that conversation with uh with with someone and they were talking about the beatles and they were and like the beatles were only around for what like seven years something like that pretty much seven yeah. eight years something like that and he goes if you look at their what they did in that seven years that that's it like you can't do anything like this ever you'll never get to this level this mm-hmm. is it this is and so a band like the kinks or like you know, like any of the, the you know the bands that came on came around after the Beatles, they were like, well, we can't do that. There's no way we can do this shit. But we can sound a little bit like it, and it's a little messier, but it's fucking good. And they yeah. just they still know how to write really really good songs. I love the Kings, man. And and uh, you know, that's you know, I hear that. There's a quote from of all people, Rob Zombie. Uh, um, but he says like every cool metal riff that's ever been written Black Sabbath wrote it that's it they 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 already wrote any cool metal riff whether you play it fast whether you play it slow whether you play it uh, backwards Mm -hmm. they already wrote it so it's basically every band that came after them metal wise heavy metal wise they're just taking what they already did. And I just, see it in so many records yeah. I listen to. I'm like, that is just a straight Sabbath mm-hmm. rip. But I'm like, at least they're doing it good. Yeah. So I like it. But yeah, nothing, nothing's going to beat Sabbath. Sabbath is mm-hmm. like one of the best bands of all time. And then like, you know. Better than the Beatles, Austin. In my opinion. And if to tie the two together, Ozzy was a fucking huge Ozzy would Beatles disagree fan. with you. <laughs> Ozzy, Ozzy worshipped the Beatles. Yeah, yeah for Beatles. sure. And the same thing with Lemmy. Lemmy loved the Beatles. Totally. And uh, and it's not and, even for the music. It's, it's yeah. sort of just that that period of what of yeah. what they started. I yeah. mean, and I, the evolution. It's and like he it, and he was Lemmy. Like if you watch the Lemmy documentary on on Netflix, I've watched it a million times, and it's just it now it's become a background thing. I just put it on and have it on while I'm doing stuff. And 
he says like you know a lot of people give the Rolling Stones a credit for being like these tough guys and he goes no like fucking the Beatles were in Liverpool like they were playing in some shit yeah and it was like, <laughs> and like you know and the fucking Stones were off at art school and they were you know they were doing you know what they were doing he was like but people don't understand like where the Beatles came from was a nightmare yeah <laughs> you know in getting in fights and stabbings every night and, <laughs> and the recording techniques yeah. alone even if they music erased like, yeah. like uh, content wise but just the techniques that they invented or and their engineers invented yeah I heard something about they would, they would always mic um, the kick drum with a ribbon mic and they were like super expensive but like after like tracking one song the ribbon would pop out and they would have to just buy it. They just they were just going through mics and mics, and they spent like thousands of dollars on just yeah. because they just wanted that ribbon mic sound on the kick drum. That's crazy to me. And those things are expensive as fuck, especially back then. Yeah, yeah. I can fuck. I can imagine. Yeah. But uh, real quick before we we wind it up, uh, since you're a fellow Sabbath fan, Ozzy Sabbath or Dio Sabbath? Ozzy Sabbath. Okay, for sure. Steve? I'm, I'm a I'm a deal. Uh, I, I like I them love, both. I, I like them both. Yeah, we have to. We both have to backtrack. Yeah, I, li- I like I like <laughs> I like all Sabbath. Yeah. I it's hard for me to not like most metal. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like metalcore, like shitty metalcore and shit like that. But from like hardcore to doom to like sludge, even black metal, like it's just something about it. It's fucking. Makes me want to sock myself in the face, and I love it. It's a good. It's a good I, hope, I hope somebody listen, listens to this and hears you. Go, man, I'm gonna check this this band out, and they hear us, and they go, "This is the worst <laughs> pussy music." I've yeah. ever heard. I know it's. I feel so bad because I have so many metal friends, and like you're in, and it. I'm like I'm in it, you're and, in very and then they're like, "Oh, dude, let me hear your new song or whatever," and I put on you know one last thing, and they're like, "Oh, you bitch, <laughs> get out of here." Let's mention this guy came up with a band name, Curtsy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, guy. Guy. that's oh, drummer wow. drummer invention. Yeah, um, I was going to ask, how did that name come about? Was it just like... That was one like... of those slumps where I didn't have anyone to play music with, so mm-hmm. I was writing horrible songs by myself, and I just, I don't know why, but I always named the folder Curtsy, and I just kind I of brought it that. over. Oh. It yeah. just, we just thought it sounded cool. Yeah, yeah I've always thought it sounded band, like, nice. Band names are such A an bitch. embarrassing, weird thing. We were talking about earlier, this <laughs> yeah. band names. If you think about any band that's big, it's the Beatles. That's the dumbest name I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Radiohead is a stupid name. Like mm-hmm. every every band name is terrible. But you eventually hope that in people's minds, you just start to think of the people and the music yeah. and the records. Eventually, that takes over what that word is. Yeah. But if you really objectively think about it, band names are so dumb. I hate when people ask me the band name because I just feel so embarrassed every <laughs> yeah. time. Like no matter what my band has ever been named, it's just always like. I hate that yeah. fucking ant. That this curtsy. is. I have to say, what was it? Is one of the least embarrassing. I think it's one of the least embarrassing. I'm not gonna say it's good. Yeah, it was bad. It's, it's less embarrassing. It was a hard one for me to do. <laughs> I I what? get that when uh, I tell people, oh my my buddy and I we do a podcast. Oh, what's it called? I'm like uh, it's the Everything Bagel Podcast. I'm like yeah. what? Everything uh, Bagel Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why what, is it? Yeah. Why? Why is it? Because we we talk we like about things. it. I don't know. We talk about everything, and that's just what we came up with. Yeah. That's, that's it's all it just, is. Uh, There's one thing worse though, and that's when people when you have to describe what your band sounds like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I say actually, if you could just kick me in the balls, so we could just skip a step here and just punch, just punch me in the face. Yeah, it's like I always just say we're indie rock. What's indie rock? Or or you say oh we're like uh, kind of like a indie pop band. Oh like. Justin Bieber or like <laughs> they hear pop and they just yeah, instantly yeah. think like Michael Jackson or like <laughs> there's no way to answer that question without being looking like a dickhead they yeah. do that they yeah. do it like I didn't know you were in a band I was like because I know you won't like it yeah so exactly wanna, like, no one at my work even knows yeah. I'm in a band half of them don't 
And then they always say, oh, what's your band sound like? I'm like, fucker, it's on. It's yeah. on. Yeah. Just go listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't ask me to describe that. Yeah, it's an uncomfortable conversation. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> I hate talking about it. <laughs> uh, good times. Um, so if you guys would, um, I think we already talked about where we, could, where we can find you, all the social medias. Yeah, just Curtsy Band. Just Google Curtsy Band and you're fine. Yep. Uh, on the top list. All right. Um, well, again, thank you guys so much really for, for coming it. and hanging thank out you for having us a little bit. Um, we are very big fans of yours, and anything we can do to su- support you guys, we'll do it. You thank know. you very awesome. much. Thank we, you. Uh, um, the last song, I gotta cue it up here. I'm fucking terrible at this. Damn. Uh, this is a <clears throat> oi band from the UK. Surprising. Uh, <laughs> Shocker. Yeah. The band's called Scurvy. S-K-U-R-V-I. You can find them at scurvy.bandcamp.com. This song is called Till We Die. <laughs>